Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. Thank you for being here, Marty. And you too, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So grateful that you guys have come, and thank you for sharing. Uh, I'm going to invite the Nelsons and Sullivans to come on up on stage with me. Just for you guys to to know, in case there was a question, we've got a little panel discussion that we're going to be having, and no, Galen and Keith are not a part of it because we couldn't trust them to behave. During the panel discussion, so no, we didn't invite them. And yes, that is still going on, Marty. We just ignore them a lot more than you guys did back then. We just move on. What a great morning it's been, and uh, we've got a little bit more uh, in store for you. Uh, we're going to spend just a few minutes uh, sharing the story that many of you may not know, that I didn't know, all the details. Uh, we get the nice chairs, you, you guys get the stools. All right, we're good, we're good. Donna, Kathy, you're good. Um, there's a story here that God has been telling for 35 years, but it started in this really small little moment in history when a couple of families had a dream, had a vision that God had placed on their heart. And so, uh, I want us to spend a few minutes listening to these two families. These were two of, uh, several families, um, that took that leap of faith that stepped out of the boat and trusted God. And, um, and here we are 35 years later bearing the fruits of that. So um, let's take just a few minutes. Let me quickly introduce Donna and James Nelson, if you do not know them, Keith and Kathy Sullivan. And uh, they are what we would consider founding members of Greenville Oaks, have been around here for a long time. And so I've got a few questions that I want you guys to, to answer, if you don't mind, and share so many of the, the details and the story that, that so many don't know that you guys were a part of. So first of all, I want to understand a little more about the moment that someone decided there needed to be another church in Allen. What was that moment? James, you want to start? Sure. You'll have to realize that in uh, 1986, there were only 18,000 people in Allen. Excuse me. And it was about to bust. (laughs) There was one traffic signal in town at Main Street in, in, in Greenville Avenue. That, that was it. Mm. There was nothing on the west side of Allen except McDonald's and the Chevron gas station. That was it. And a big flag. You may remember that. Um, a lot of young families were moving to Allen and we got to kind of know each other through, uh, meeting at different places. And everyone that we talked to was going to church outside of Allen. Some were going into Richardson. We were going to Plano, uh, McKinney, Dallas, you name it. We were scattered. And we kind of scratched our head and said, you know, we need a church in Allen. We need a place where our kids can go to school with the people they go to church with. Hmm. We need to be involved in this community. Hmm. And families needed a place to go to church. 
So we got together one night, about 10 couples at our house around our dining room table, and we just talked about the possibility. And about seven of the families that night said, let's do it. So we started, uh, agreed to meet in one another's houses on Wednesday nights. Yeah, Wednesday nights only, we'd go to our regular churches on Sunday. And um, that lasted for about three weeks. We were having 45 people in our homes. Mm. Uh, And half of them were kids, (laughs) as you can imagine that. So anyway, that's kind of what happened. After three weeks, we had to have somewhere else to meet. So we moved to a uh, daycare center. It's still there on the corner of River Crest and Greenville Avenue. Um. we uh, met there on Sundays. We uh, had a little portable building outside, and in that building were about a hundred folding metal chairs that we had bought from Sam's. We had to carry those in and out every Sunday and every Wednesday. So hmm. we did that. So that's kind of that's kind of how we got going. Keith, Kathy, you guys, who were these people? that became a part of this church? Where did they come from? How did you guys connect? And what's well, the story? We, we had, a, of course, a relationship with some of them, but, but the, Alan was growing with a young couple. So there was a, a lot of young couples would, would come in and, and, and we would know them through, through they started going to church or we'd know them through their schools. And then uh, they decided that they were looking for a strong youth, uh, a youth and child ministry. So they would leave. So they can come in and leave. So we we do a lot of them through through the church. Then then they would leave. And so um, we finally decided if we could get another church here that would uh, would emphasize as a little outreach into a, a child's ministry. And so uh, well, we knew quite a few of them. Uh, as they would kind of pass through Allen and go in someplace else. Mm-hmm. That's great. Kathy? We had a group of friends that we loved, that we respected, and we were devoted to. And God put us together. Mm. He made it work. We were happy. We were devoted. And we loved what we were doing, going to a daycare, putting chairs up, putting chairs back, cleaning with pine soil every time we went in, every time we went out. It was cleaner than when we got there. But it was a joy. It was an absolute joy that God had given us together. Yeah. Donna, when when we were meeting earlier this week talking, you shared something with me that was really cool when I was we were talking about just there was so much that went into creating a church every single Sunday. And doing the church experience with people, and yet there were no paid staff. There was nobody who was working full time. Everybody else had jobs. This was all volunteer. And I said, how did you do that? How did you do it? If, if those in this room have never been a part of anything like that, how did you guys do that? It really wasn't that hard. <laughs> when I look back, I think about Galen and Sharon went off to Brazil many years ago, and they talk about they had a year or so of practicing and getting ready and planning. We kind of just kept going. We'd all go go out of town to church, and then we'd end up meeting for lunch somewhere, and we'd say, you know, we really need to be going to church in Allen. And so that got us started, and we all knew how to do church. We were all 
already doing church. Our only concern was for our children that were like seven, eight, nine, ten. We were going to start a church, but we were taking them away from a established church that had youth ministry and things. So we wanted to make sure everything we did was to grow for them, uh, a church that would be working for families and children. Um, so many of the people that were here, when I look back, I know it was God doing it, but the eight or nine couples that started, well, the next Sunday, another couple had moved here from Connecticut, and we knew them from ACU, and they just happened to show up. That's, they just moved here, and that was a coincidence, wasn't it? And they were very <laughs> talented. So we had people in the church. The guys could preach. The ladies and men knew how to teach. We just did what we were already doing other places. We just did it together here. Okay, so you shared you shared about the fact that you started in homes. You eventually found a little building not far from here, actually, uh, that you began meeting in. There was this the daycare center. How many people at that time uh, was the church at give or take? First, I would like to say that I'll, our, our memories may not all be the same, but uh, I, I was thinking at the most a um, uh, hundred, maybe at, at at the most when, when we decided it was too it was too. Uh, it was too small for us, and and we did that. But I would like to say the the people that that we were attracting from out of town that they were they were the leadership in their church. You know, we we ended up God sent us. Uh, you know, we we get in a, in a meeting and say, well, we needed to start doing this. Then somebody would say, hey, I'll do it. You know, we we never had to assign anybody anything uh, with this volunteer in the cleaning. Obviously. I did less than, than some, some of our wives, but, uh, this jump in, you know, then, then where we did, there were people there that were just ready to jump in and do it. But I would say about a, a hundred, then we realized we need to be someplace else a little bit larger. Yeah. And so, um, we made, you made a move to eventually recognize that you did want to try to bring in, um, some trained ministry people. Uh, to begin helping carry some of the load of responsibility, and you actually eventually brought in the very first youth minister, youth and, intern. and youth intern, and then eventually the very first preaching minister. Is that correct? Um, actually, um, our first minister came to us. We were at the shopping center, Bethany Shopping Center. Uh, Bryce and the Shambro could hit a drive to it. It's right over here. <laughs> But uh, we had to remodel that. And uh, I think, Keith, before we left the, uh, I was looking the other day at some numbers at the uh, child care center. We had a record attendance of 114 one Sunday. Yeah. I, I, I became the counter at that time. And, you know. and you still do a great job today. Still doing it. 35 years later, you still, you had to use more fingers as we grew, but it, it still works. And, and that was a full center too. Um, and we had, uh, uh, potlucks about once a month too. So that was nice. Um, as far as staff, um, we hired our first preaching minister, Bob, Bur- Bob Burgess and Liz. They came to us, uh, while we were in the shopping center. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little side note, uh, we had a couple of, um, older people visit us one Sunday in the, uh, the daycare center. And it turned out to be uh, Mike and Gaynell Kellum's mother and dad's uh, scouting out a church for them to come after they fin- finished their 
a residency in Alabama in just a couple of months. <laughs> so the first day we moved into the shopping center, Mike and Gaynell Kellum showed up. And uh, that was a happy day in the church. We had our own family practitioner, you know. <laughs> and I, th- I would say that um, the real exciting part was that uh, um, I, I, I was... I was, I was around 40. Of course, Kathy was a lot, lot younger than that, but I was the oldest one. I was the oldest one. And, and a gray-headed person come in our building, it was, it was pretty exciting. And, uh, one more thing, you know, usually you hire a, a preacher first and, and, and then, you know, your youth minister, but well, we were so dedicated that I, where we're going to take care of our youth, our youth and our children that we said, you know, us older people can, uh, me and the Paul Billingsley and, Don Webb and some more could could do the preaching, and the first thing we wanted was was the youth director, hmm. and that was the official Barry Wingfield was the official full time youth minister that that was here at at uh, at the church. Okay, I want to want to transition quickly to eventually you outgrew the shopping center. You'd reached the point that it was no longer sufficient. An opportunity was presented uh, with a an existing church here to take over a building. Um, the Jupiter Road Church of Christ. And so tell me about the transition from the shopping center into a, uh, a, a more uh, official location. The Jupiter Road Church uh, building became available. And uh, this, was, this was really an exciting time in the life of this congregation. Um, it's, it's really hard to explain, but... Uh, that building had red carpet on the floors and red cushions on the pews. And the, uh, the walls were kind of a blonde paneling. So for nearly the first thing we did was rip up the carpet and sell it to some people that rented houses and they put it in their rent houses. And we stored the pews over here in an empty building and we eventually sold them to a church in Arkansas. So, and, and some of you may have them still in your homes. <laughs> but, uh, well, 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 was that, was there a, was it, you said it was a big deal. Was there any anxiety about that? Cause it was definitely a financial commitment. There was a significant shift to, we're now in a facility. We are, as opposed to bouncing around from a daycare and a metal building and a shopping center, the legitimacy of that. I mean, what was, what was the feeling? The feeling was we needed some money. All right. <laughs> uh, I talked to a friend of mine who's a realtor in town. Some of you may know Mike Williams. And he, he knew a guy, an old gentleman, that, that wanted to loan somebody $100,000. So we said, maybe we can get that. <laughs> so we did, and we paid him back quickly because, you know, it was growing so fast. The contribution was increasing, so it didn't take long. But we took that money. We put blue uh indoor outdoor carpet in we we uh, had portable pews uh, i don't know if there's any still in the building but they were a light blue and three people could sit on each pew and they rolled around uh we could our, our youth could have a great time in our auditorium because of the the space anyway we we redid the kitchen we had to re-roof the roof it was an exciting time and donna you tell something while i get this out what oh, okay I'm going to go back to Gaynell and Mike's story. 
Y'all don't understand. We were all in our mid-30s. The oldest person was probably Keith. <laughs> and he might have been 40. So we didn't have any elders. And, you know, we're all old Church of Christ folks here. We needed elders. But none of us were mature enough or old enough or qualified. So the Sunday that at the daycare that Mike's parents and Gaynell's parents showed up, I promise you, every one of us were like, these people are here. And we were having a potluck that day. We were so excited they stayed. And you could tell they knew the church songs and everything. These people were almost qualified before we met them. And uh, found out they were just checking us out. So still no elders. That was something we were hoping would happen. We just had to eventually grow elders until somebody came. Uh, to, to talk about the uh, the, the uh, worry part of it. But by that time, we, we had already decided that, you know, God was leading us. I mean, that, that, that was it. Everything we did, it seemed like, well, I'm not sure we can do that. Well, then God would provide us. Well, that's a lot of money. Well, then, then God would provide us. And so by the, by the time we got into the, um, uh, Jupiter Road building, I, I think we were pretty well convinced that, that this, all we were doing just following God's lead. I love that. I love that. Um, Kathy, and, and I confirmed the date on this. The year 1993 was a big day. In 1993, you hired a very, very unknown man named Keith Maloney. We call him Grandpa around here now. <laughs> but back then, he was an incredibly young, handsome, inexperienced, still mostly bald, but it's okay. That's not the point. That's not the point. Uh, in 1993, you hired you hired Keith Maloney. Um, do you remember when Keith came? I do, and what a blessing! Mm. If anybody Amen. knows Keith Maloney, he is yes, absolutely. <laughs> he came in with love in his heart, with his precious wife. Mm. Uh, God was so good to us, yes. so absolutely good to us, and um, he just brought everything he had that we needed yeah. and that we needed to hear, and we still to this day love him very much. He and Cindy were exactly, exactly what the church what needed, needed at that absolutely. time, for sure, for sure. You know, uh, um, early early in, the, early in our, our history, we decided that uh, we wanted to emphasize uh, small groups. We, we, we worked through that we were not going to meet uh, at uh, Sunday night, which was pretty unique back in those days. And we would emphasize everybody going to a small group, although we, we did keep one person just in case. But uh, about and, and then as a result of that, we, we, we kind of got tagged as the, the, well, they're the liberal church. You know, they're a liberal church because, you know, they don't meet on Sunday night. So, uh, uh, that was, but, but even today, I, I, we still believe that the, that uh, small groups is, is the way a church can grow and stay together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, James, share, share what you're fixing to share with me because, uh, yeah. with us, because earlier this week when we were talking, it really struck a chord with me that, that you felt this connection with, uh, with something from the early church. Yeah. Um, if you haven't caught on, times were exciting. Everybody was doing things. Like he said, they were volunteering. Uh, Remind, reminded me of the church in Acts. And I just want to read these verses 
because it reminds me of so much of the way it was <laughs> at the Island Church of Christ in the early days. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. It's kind of the way it was. Uh, I don't think I've ever been part of a, a church where it was that way. I mean, I mean, this church is that way too, but uh, I'd never experienced it like that. It was, uh, yeah. it was a great time. And, you know, I want to say one thing before we close. Uh, you know, we're just people like y'all. <laughs> we, we just kind of fell into this, you know. It never was us. It was God doing everything. Amen. So praise mm. God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to I, I wanna ask one thing. If you were a part of the Allen Church of Christ during those first three, three or four years, 86, 87, 88, would you stand up? If you're, if you're here this morning and you were a part of that early church, if, stand up for just a minute. Stand up. Thank you. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having the courage to step up and to step out and to step in to what God was doing. As James said, this was God working. God was the one doing this work, but you were the vessel in which he did the work through. And so thank you for the sacrifices. Thank you for giving up. Thank you for doing. Thank you for the cleaning. Um, thank you for all the things that you did to help. Because a few years later, this church would eventually find a piece of property here at Greenville Avenue and what would become prestige. And a building would be built and a church would continue to grow. And another building would build and a church would continue to grow. And we're standing on the shoulders of so many people for 35 years who have given so much to serve and bless and do great work in this community. And we are thankful. Today is about celebrating. It is about giving God all the glory, but it is about celebrating the men and women and the children and the teenagers who've been a part of this journey for so many years. And so we're grateful that you are here. Um, we're going to continue on in our worship, but I want to take just a moment and I want to pray. Um, and I want to thank God for what he has done and is doing and continues to do. So let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the fact that today is here. Um, but God, today is your day. It is for you. It is all about you. And it is about the incredible work that you're continuing to do in this place. God, thank you for those families 35 years ago that said, we want to do something to bless. And thank you for the opportunities. Thank you for the guidance. Thank you for the resources. Thank you uh, for the way in which you continue to lead uh, these families as uh, six or seven families grew to 10 or 15 to 100 people and to hundreds more. And thank you for the thousands that have been blessed through this church here in Allen and throughout Collin County over the years, God. And I pray that we will be uh, a church that continues to bless for another 35 years. Um, God, give us the opportunity to be your hands and your feet to serve and to make a difference in your name. And God, we thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the salvation that comes through him every day. And may we live our life because of that love that he showed us. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Connect with us on Facebook. You can find and like our page at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org. 